0: Welcome to Creating Forward. I welcome musician and drummer of Saint Motel, Greg Irwin. Drummer, photographer, writer, cyclist, son, and friend to many, Greg embodies humor and ease during today's conversation. When the pandemic fully hit, locking down many, Saint Motel had just finished their last show, wrapping up a tremendously successful tour. St. Motel has stayed true to their direction as they continue to creatively produce their own work. Greg recounts his early days prior to meeting his band, growing up, racing motorcycles, to racing his bicycle and local criteriums, to honing his music prowess, all in between. Moving at the young age of 21 to Southern California, Greg made the conscious decision to give the band life a go. After countless auditions, Greg took a chance and answered a Craigslist ad for Drummer Wanted. After listening to their music, Greg instantly knew this was the one. Required to come to the audition knowing two of their songs, Greg came to the audition knowing all of their songs. Rest is history. St. Motel was born. The band formed a bond and has since grown with each other. We shift gears to discuss Greg's touring days from a single van, toting them across the US to a full on tour bus. Once the tour bus appeared, Greg took solace with the space and made it a habit to bring his bicycle on tours. His fondness for community in the bicycle led Greg to pre-show bike rides and he even began to send out invites to join him as he explored new areas. And we discussed A Saint Motel cycling kit just might be in the works. Perseverance, continued creativity has been in Greg's DNA from the start. My aspiration with this conversation is that you may find the joy and humor with Greg, that you find yourself listening to music a little more and maybe engage with your community a little more as Greg has brought rock and roll and the bicycle together. Hello.
1: Hello. What's up, Jen, hey, What's going on?
0: What's going on with you? How are you?
1: Good, man. Just uh, just did like a... Went up Saturday till last night to see my fam up in NorCal. And it was good. Hadn't seen anyone in like six or seven months, so that was nice. It's my mom's birthday. I surprised her.
0: That's That was that good. That is really, really sweet. Um, your mom is... Well, first off, is that the first time that you've seen your family since kind of the lockdown with COVID?
1: Yeah, I saw all of them, like everyone I just saw, I saw like a few days before the lockdown started because I was the one of the last shows of our tour was in San Francisco and they all came to that. It was radical and it was and then then like four days later, it was like when it all shit hit the fan. So, yeah, it was good. It was good good to get up there and. Have a hang. So
0: not only was that the first time you've seen them, it was also your mom's birthday. She must have just.
1: Yeah, she was. She, she had a, she had a, she had a meltdown. It was good. <laughs> well, it was total mom shit. Total
0: mom shit. I love that. I'm I'm certain that's yeah. what my son says about me. But speaking of moms, so I posted on Instagram a story that said that I was going to be speaking with you. If anyone had any questions and I, Taylor, she shared the story that I had and I had, and one of the questions that I had on the story was, if anyone has any questions for Greg, send them my way. And I'll ask Greg. Yeah. And because Taylor's post, someone that I don't know actually reached out to me and it's an amazing question. It's the best question that anyone has asked. And are you ready for this? Yeah. Your mom wants to know.
1: Oh Jesus!
0: If you oh, God, if you contribute your success to uh, having such a wonderful mom.
1: <laughs> oh my God, wait, are we recording? No, I'm just kidding.
0: <laughs> I thought it was. So amazing. Of
1: course I can. It's all because of my mom. <laughs> See, <laughs>
0: it just cracked me up. And I'll have to say That's hilarious. That she was very kind. She she only sent like a few messages. She even thanked me for huming human her. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I of course, I'm a mom. I I totally get it. Like <laughs> There's something between a son and a mom that is just really super cool. So then she did something that was even more amazing.
1: Oh Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> the plot thickens, huh?
0: <laughs> she sent me it's like one minute long and I'll show you the video, but with your permission after you see the video, she sent me a little video of when you were a baby. Oh god. <laughs> and, and, she, and she you're like jam into music.
1: Oh, yeah. Okay. I know the video. I remember it. No, I'm just kidding. You, yeah. I was, like, I, was, I was like half a year old. <laughs>
0: but, but what made me laugh the most was Are you ready for this? So she says, Look at this video. Even back then, he, what did she say? He was an HD, ADHD drumming, cycling irish boy (laughs) freak or something it was just probably the greatest thing that anyone has ever sent me and i was just like oh my gosh, this is going to be the best interview ever
1: that's awesome thanks mom
0: (laughs) (laughs) it was just super funny i absolutely loved engaging with your mother and it's kind of i mean i obviously don't know her i don't really know your family's dynamic you know and (laughs) but i every family has their family dynamic and i can you know imagine but she it was sweet and she just said you know such nice things that she's proud of you thank you
1: tell well you can tell her thank you
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's so cool but so that video just made me want to ask certain questions and one of them is you know this perseverance that you've always Do you think you've always had that kind of like, I'm not quitting perseverance? I mean, to become like first an extremely talented drummer, to, you know, have your friends get together and you're like, no, we're going to do this. And not only are you going to do it, but become successful. I mean, first off, and I'm not just saying this because I know you, I love St. Motel. I just listened to your new uh, piece that just dropped. It was awesome. I shared it on social media.
1: Thank Um, you.
0: Yeah. So. You've got a lot of uh, good quality perseverance in there.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's, uh, it certainly wasn't, there's been a few things in my life that I, like, I've done a lot of, done a lot of things, and I've had a very, like, active and busy life ever since I was a kid. I started, you know, racing motorcycles at age, my dad and, my mom and dad had me on a motorcycle at age four, and I started competing at age five. So, like, you know, that was a huge thing, obviously, to be that young and to be, Competitive and that and that, you know, wasn't just like it's not like you know soccer or baseball. Like racing motorcycles is a little bit more, you know, involved in in the sense that you have to have a lot of gear, you have to travel to do it, you have to do you know. It's just and it's kind of more of a niche thing, obviously, than like and so. But that was like always something I was just fully in love with, and and you know, my parents were very supportive and cool about things. It was never like you're gonna do this and be, you know we want you to be a champion. (laughs) It was like, you know, and I, but I was very successful in that, you know, I ended up racing on a national, like a factory supported national team, riding a national circuit for like five years from like age 15 till I was like 20. And I, you know, I was racing at a pretty, a very high level. And that was a huge thing. But all, all, all the while I was getting into music when I was, you know, early teen years. And like, that became a huge thing. And then like, My photography and like creative creative stuff outside of music was became a huge thing and I was doing really well with that so it's like the few things that I've really like really loved and really had to, was fortunate enough to be able to like focus on and put my effort into like I was and as, and bike racing too you know at a, in like an you know amateur level was everything I loved that I put my you know mind into and my heart into like I was I pushed it to get to be good at it, you know, and it was never, none of the things were to be, there was never like a set goal. Like i want to be, you know, I mean there was goals, but it wasn't like, I'm going to do this so I can be successful and make money at it. It was just always like, these are the things I loved, And these are the things that I'm going to, you know, looking back now, you have a little more hindsight. So you can think like, well, I really was driven to do these things, but it, at the time you don't, it didn't, wasn't like a conscious thing. It wasn't like, Oh, I, this is exactly why I have to do this. This is what I have to get to. But being able to look back and be like, okay, I've actually, you know, all the work and all the time and all the sacrifice, like actually paid off in a lot of things. And whether the band was, became successful or not, I think we'd still, maybe we wouldn't all be playing the same band together the same way we are now. But like, I know all of us would be playing music. I know all of us would be, giving it our all no matter what we are doing. Because we always had, you know, even when we made no money, even when it cost us money, it was, like, just stuff like that for, for me personally it was always something that I just knew I had to do. There was not, like, a, it wasn't to be, like, of course, the dream's always there. Oh, man, if you do this for a job, that'd be so cool. Mm-hmm. You know, and then you get to a point where you're, like, holy shit, I've been doing this for this this same hotel as the four of us has been together for 15 years, you know, and, like, you know, a pretty good percentage of that time was not (laughs) being successful, you know, but we still had, we were proud as we still are. Every time we put something out or do walk on the stage, like we're proud of what we do and we, it's our craft and we've spent years and years and years like perfecting it. And, uh, you know, it's, yeah, it's been quite a, quite a ride, but it's nice to look back and think, you know even at I, I'm, I'm 36 now so mm-hmm. it's like at a fairly young age to be able to like achieve something that a lot of people try and don't get to do or you know for whatever reason I've achieved a lot of things I never thought I would so
0: mm. I Anyways, dig that
1: thank you I, that was a really long answer but
0: <laughs> no, no no that's what this is about because I think what's so important to articulate is something that you just said and that is it's kind of So simple, but yet so amazing that if you just kind of follow the path of what it is that you're into and you just keep doing that, you know, not that you're not going to stumble upon obstacles, not that it's easy, you know, but it just seems if it's hard, it's not as hard. Does that make sense? Like you're not like, oh my gosh, this sucks. It's hard, but you still love to do it. And you're like, okay, this makes sense. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to sacrifice this and do, and do these things.
1: It's not like going to a a job you hate and then something difficult happens and you're like, I don't want to fix this. I don't care enough to work Mm -hmm. through this. Or Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. In that sense, I've been very fortunate to like everything that I've been able to now achieve, like along the way, it's been hard, but, but totally worth it. And, you know, I I would, I would do it again, but I wouldn't do it. Like I wouldn't start it all over again now. (laughs) That's Yeah. (laughs)
0: Have you always, like, did you grow up with your bandmates, or did you stumble upon them?
1: No, we, you know, uh, like all good things in life, I found my band on Craigslist. Um, (laughs) Oh, yeah? I, uh, yeah, like, I went to, I moved down, grew up in Northern California, moved to Southern California, and within, like, two weeks of moving here, um, we were all in college in Orange County, different schools, but close, um, I was just, I mean, I, even before I moved to Southern California, I was, I was driving down to audition for bands. Cause I was like, man, I want to be ready to hit the ground when I get there, you know, like, and I, everything I was finding was just garbage and anything, any of the bands I liked to audition for, they didn't want me. And it was like, this is like, once I got here, I was like, what did I do? Like mm. I could have stayed in this, you know, could have stayed home and done this. Like, and then one day I found this craigslist ad that said you know seeking drummer and as a lot of these ads you know you're like okay what's this gonna be and then i clicked and it to this is gonna date us but it was a link to a myspace music page <laughs> <laughs> and you know nice. as they have their your four songs on the page and i was like oh my god holy shit this is like two songs in i was like this is this is it this is the one this is like and I I mean, I remember really, truly feeling that way. I I remember where I was when I found the ad, like sitting in an apartment, just like, I was just, I think sitting in an ex-girlfriend's apartment on, you know, on probably like a desktop PC computer because it was so long ago. (laughs) (laughs) And like, just like, I was like, oh my God, this is, this is it. And then very quickly, you know, I I went, they had a show the next week or something. So I drove up and saw them and, you know, I, I'm not, not a very, uh, I'm not a bold, cocky type of person, especially when it comes to, like, my craft. Like, mm-hmm. I'm proud of, you know, my level of – or just where I am in my, you know, my profession. But I just walked up to the singer. I I had emailed him before, and I said, hey, you know, like, I'd love to audition. He said, hey, why don't you come see the show? And I saw the show, and I came up, and I was like, dude, I, I'm, I need to be your drummer. So just – that's it. (laughs) So (laughs) he's like, Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, I guess we should have an audition probably. (laughs) So, so we did. And I, you know, I learned like their whole EP worth of songs within a week. And they had asked me to learn like two songs and I showed up and I knew all the songs and, you know, it was all, it's all uphill from there. (laughs) Pretty been quite a ride now, 15 years. So,
0: Oh my gosh,
1: we all met when we were 21 or 21 or 22. And now we're all, you know, a little bit older than that, so it's been quite, quite a formative years in that sense. You know, we we grew up that part of our lives. We grew up together, so it's been, and I, you know, I'm an only child, so it's it was been an interesting, you know, definitely like having three brothers, or or I would say it's like having three three boyfriends, you know, or you know, it's just like <laughs> <laughs> just so many relationship dynamics in a in a band that creatively, personally, per, personally, and creatively, that you're just like. I never, never knew that I would know.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, some of the most uh, greatest movies and stories are the ones of bands. I mean, we love telling the stories of yeah. the bandmates, you know? Yeah. And some of them are unfortunately tragic and sad. And you're like, no, don't break up. You know, yeah. you're shouting that at the, the movie screen. Yeah. To no, stay it's, together.
1: It's a hard thing to, It's a hard, that's another thing I think too, where there's, there's a band like, through the highs and lows and all the things that got us to here, like we're just really proud that we made it through, just made it through. I mean, even to now, even if it ended tomorrow, it's like we can look back and we can be like, what we've achieved so far is pretty incredible. Some of the things we've done are pretty insane that you never ever would have imagined. And, uh, you know, and like, but luckily, fortunately for us, we, ending tomorrow so we'll just keep we'll just keep going as long as they'll yeah, let us do it yeah no that's <laughs> well,
0: um do you guys speak every day
1: no oh yeah and i i'm sorry yeah. i got off your question before about the did we grow up together well yeah i guess i answered that by we met in college but um so we do not speak every day we um and we've never lived together we've never done the like you know oh yeah they had a band house where they all lived and rehearsed like we wouldn't be here today <laughs> if we had, we're just, you know, we've, we, over the, the years we've known each other, like we've spent so much time creating, rehearsing, touring, recording, like everything that comes with, you know, especially when you get really busy and there's demands for you to be on the road. I mean, we've done, you know, we've done 200 plus days, 200, I think it was like 250 plus days on the road a couple of years ago. Like, you know, and that's, that's when you're touring in a bus, like, we've done almost that much amount of touring in a van, the four of us, so, like, you know, it's, those kind of, that amount of time together, like, when we're home, and we're off, off work, essentially, like, you know, we're, we thrive when we get the time apart, and we can come back together, and be, be fresh, and be excited to see each other, and, you know, and get excited to get out, and do our thing again, and that's, I think that's been key, you know. We have a pretty good balance. We're all definitely I mean, of course we're yeah. friends and like there's a bond there that you know no one else would share. So but we also I think have maintained a balance for these 15 years because we know the limits <laughs> <laughs> of how, how much we can tolerate and and it's good. And you know, we were off for almost 2 years from touring. We were making an album and stuff, but once we came back, it was like you could just feel the like it felt like the energy we used to have when we would, like just we'd like, oh, we get to go on tour for yeah. a week, you know, like this would be so exciting. Like once we came back and knew we were coming into a year, another album cycle. And well, we we're supposed to be touring for the next <laughs> few years. But, you know, but, you know, just you feel that excitement again. And that's that's good. I think to be able to feel that still is really, really important and kept kept us going. Yeah. You, know?
0: you must have some great <laughs> touring stories.
1: Yeah man, it's like being in my, my crew like being, no, just no we do have a lot of great stories and it's not all like old oh, crazy party like maniac. It's just like just the amount of insane shit that you experience as a touring musician. Like you know you think of the characters that are around that world and the places you go, especially in the like younger years when you're playing like you know every shitty bar and venue in the country you're bound to meet some characters and you're bound to like have some hilarious interactions or <laughs> nights out with some, some serious pe- some serious characters. So yeah, there's been, there's, I, I hope I have a good memory until I die. Cause I, I hope I remember them all. I should probably start writing. Them down you
0: should. Yeah. Me. I was just going to say, where's the documentary, <laughs> write this down.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I
0: think it'd be good. too
1: much, too much blackmail material there. We can't talk about it yet. <laughs> well, the memoir will
0: be later. <laughs> I'll definitely read that. So <laughs> you said something with all of the traveling and on the bus and, um, you know, not like crazy rock star stories, but when you're on the road so much, I think there's just this opportunity to sometimes like unexpectedly evolve, right? Like you'll there could be a moment, it might be a morning that you wake up at five in the morning. You know, I know, and we're going to definitely get into your motorcycle and the bicycle. So I know that you take that on, on the tour, but do you have a particular moment during all this travel where you were like, where it just impacted and it moved you?
1: Yeah, I think, um, I mean, obviously we spent so many years, like the four dudes in a shitty van traveling around with no air conditioning, you know, doing, you know, winter, summer, just like doing the thing, grinding, grinding, grinding. And like, you know, Fortunately, we were building a fan base. Like maybe we didn't feel it or know it then. But like when we kind of got to the point where we were given a bigger stage to like, you know, when we signed to like a major label and we started to get on the radio, like we still had our fan base there. And, you know, Mm -hmm. then we brought we were able to bring more people into the fold and it just became a very that was a really natural thing. But I think the like the like the pinch me like, whoa, Mm -hmm. holy shit moments were. I think the first few times we would go to Europe and, like, do do our thing, like, in in foreign countries, in front of, you know, obviously non-English speaking crowds and feeling the same love and feeling the same, like, reaction to our music. Because it's like, mm-hmm. you know, you, you have no idea what the impact of your music is to, on anyone until you really do it in front of them. And, like, we spent so many years in the U.S. And, you, mm-hmm. you know, you have an idea of kind of, how things work, how the system, how the how to show, how our shows run in America, and how our show, and then you go to Europe and like everything's different. I mean, it really, truly, like the the feeling, and for a young band getting opportunities to go over there, it was like it was just it was just so eye opening, and like and and you know, and it makes you feel like wow, we you know we're able to operate outside of just like you know we're not just like hot in Cleveland, you know, we can do this <laughs> outside of you know it's like it that was. Those were some of the initial bigger, like eye-opening moments. I think were getting overseas and and doing our thing the same way we like to do, and people still loving it and reacting. So that was that would probably be the biggest standout moment to me.
0: Sweet. Do you listen to your own music?
1: <laughs> yeah, all the time. No, I'm <laughs> kidding. What? That's the only thing I listen to. No, um, you know, I I we listened when we were, we're writing yeah. and demoing and re- recording and you're all like, you're, you listen to it a ton. And then even in the mixing phase, you listen to it a ton and you listen to like, you know, 10 different mixes of the same thing or, uh, and, but really like once music is out and especially normally when we're like, you're out and you're touring it you're playing it every single night, like definitely don't <laughs> listen to it. But sometimes like I just, something came up on my like YouTube feed, it and it was like, same hotel, two thousand eight. Uh, at such and such, JB TV in Chicago, and I was like, "Holy shit!" I, I, I don't know if I've seen wow. this. Like, <laughs> you know. And it's like, um, I was like, "This is so awesome" because it's like a, this time. The one cool thing about the internet for us is it's like it's like a time capsule. You know, you really can find some gems in there that you, and you know, you just kind of see like, "Oh, what did we wear? What do we look like? How do we how do we do that song?" Actually, today, just right before we called, I found a version that. A version of a song we did live on some TV show and I was like, guys, we gotta bring this song back into the set, you know, this is so good, like, so but other than that like, it's, you know, it's funny when um, yeah, it's, I don't, no, I don't go out and listen to our own stuff generally sure. but, you know, we have a whole other EP coming out from this album, another one upcoming and the other day, I was listening to, listening to it a few times just because I get excited, you kind of listen to it with this ear like, man I try. We try to be like you try to be objective about it. Like, I wonder what, how are people going to react or what's, you know, you don't like hope. Oh, I hope they really like this or hope. Cause you just never know. Like even just this recent EP we just put out, you just don't, you, the day you put something out, you start seeing the reaction of how people are gravitating to one thing or the other Mm -hmm. or whatever. And luckily all of it's been very, very Mm -hmm. positive for a lot of years for us. But that makes, I mean, you know, that makes Mm -hmm. us proud because we're proud of what we're putting out. But, yeah, I always I I really try to listen to it and be like, you know, almost maybe like as a bet to myself, like, I wonder what they're going to think. I wonder if this song will work or I wonder if this song will, like, really, like, ping people, you know, in a certain way. But uh, other than that, no, not much of our music. Yeah, that's of. Pretty... <laughs> I hear it. I hear it enough. <laughs> <laughs> that
0: is true. I mean, but that's got to be yeah. so interesting and such a mind trip for a number of reasons. One, because it's like, You are right. You don't know how people are going to react to art because it's just so personal and you just don't know. And especially when it's your own art and it means something to you, you want so much for other people to love it and be inspired in the way that you were, you know, love inspired by it. So when you listen to, well, let's back up for a second. Do you have any musicians that inspire you that you like?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, growing up, obviously, there was like, you listen to all the teenage, when you're a teenager, you listen to, like, the bands that were hot at the, the moment, but, like, I always had, it was, from a drummer standpoint, I was always drawn to um, Keith Moon or The Who, and um, I really liked, you know, I wasn't, like, super duper into classic mm-hmm. rock, but, like, I, like, the the, like, Zeppelin with John Bonham and The Who with Keith Moon, like, I was always drawn to like acts that had like a really like a a drummer that was like a huge part of it. Like, it wasn't just like, Oh, the drummer, you know, it was like the bands that had these, these like integral artists, the integral like drummers as part Mm -hmm. of it. And like, you know, and I like, I'm not a huge Foo Fighters fan, but like, I love Dave Grohl as like a Mm. drummer, you know, like everything he's done as a drummer. I'm like, that guy's, you know, so just stuff like that. Like, and, and, you know, those guys have always had their distinct, very distinct style. And, you know, I think, I mean, I guess anyone, any artist does, you have your mm-hmm. own style. But I think, I I think whatever my style is, however you define it, I, I don't really know. I, I wouldn't define it. But if someone were to describe it, like, I have elements of all these people I grew up listening to and love, but I'm not like, I was never into like, oh, I want to sound just like that, or I want to be just like that, or look like that, or whatever, but it's funny, you know, doing it, this I've been playing drums for like 25 years now, and like, I definitely, I guess, there's definitely a distinct me when I'm playing,
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> like it or not. <laughs> I, I think
0: so, I think so. What's going on now, if you don't mind me asking, you know, with COVID and you can't perform. Yeah. I mean... Is it just like is the music world or your world? Is it just paused and like your managers, record labels? They're like, okay, we're just gonna pause. Or is there still some sort of expectation to like re-navigate what it is you need to do?
1: Um, for sure, there's no pause. There's sure, there's definitely the re-navigate would be a good way to describe what's going on because, like, you know, we were on the heels of this new this new album starting to come out early in the year. And then we did one of the biggest tours we've ever done, like biggest ticket numbers, biggest merch numbers, biggest crowds, like in headlining, like that we've ever done. And we'd been off for two years and we were like, we were scared to book the tours and make it such a big thing. Cause we're like, I don't know. We might've been off for too long. And then it was such a massive, great successful tour. And then it, you know, I think four days after our tour ended was when lockdown started in March. So you know, it was like we got very fortunate that we got to finish because a lot of bands had tours coming up or were mid tour and you know, and then from now, from then on, no one's no one's doing anything. But we we definitely are we've never been the band to like sit back and let opportunities come. We've never been the band that like tries to like slot in and, you know, uh-huh. take the middle lane. You know, we, we definitely have always tried to do we've always produced a lot of our own music, produced our own videos, produced, you know, like creatively, the vibe of the band, the look of the band, the sound, like it's always been internal and it's always been, I think, you know, the reason we kept going for so long without label support or getting on the radio or any of that stuff and not getting any money, like we just, we were stoked on what we were doing. So, you know, that's, that's never gone away. And I think, you know, as much as it's nice to be a part of the big system, it's like, there's still so many holes in that system that, and pitfalls that you have to, even if, even if you have some, you know, decent level of success, it's like, you're just always trying to steer clear of the, the, the pitfalls okay. and like, and also now that this, during the shutdown and coronavirus stuff, it's like, you know, we know we're not going to be touring for, well, this year, maybe not next year. I mean, maybe some of the next little, you know, we know it's going to be mm-hmm. a while. Um, so we're, you know, we're working on things to do that are of the highest quality we can possibly do <laughs> to bring music to people still. So, like, obviously, we're releasing music. That's not as big a deal because mm-hmm. we've already finished the record. It's mixed. It's master. We're stoked on it. They put that out. But there's really no way to support it and promote it other than touring, you know, usually. And then now we can't do that. So, you know, we're working on some virtual touring options we're really trying to figure out, like, a and not doing this shit over Zoom. Not trying to do, you know, someone in a sh- shitty room with an acoustic guitar mm-hmm. on an iPhone mic. You know, it's like not <laughs> as much as I know. We all needed to get through that early part of this stuff as everything was falling mm-hmm. apart. It's like you just look now, and it's kind of like you don't want to. It just cheapens the experience, you know. And we don't, we don't want to do that um, because we prided ourselves for so long on like doing something at the highest yeah. quality whether we are playing jim joe's bar <laughs> in you know downtown sacramento or we're playing you know madison square garden with panic at the disco you know we're like it's like we've done all those things you know so we <laughs> don't we don't want to like we've always done it to the highest level possible and so we're working on some options to like be able to do higher higher production you know virtual stuff yeah. for now and i think there's the it's going to be interesting to see what comes out of it. But I, I don't think there's no way we'll take our foot off the gas. Cause not just cause we, you know, Oh, we need, we need the money. We have to keep working. It's more just like, we can't, we can't let this like beat us. You know, we got to like do what we can. And if it works, cool. If it doesn't work, then we try. Yeah. You know?
0: yeah No, that's, that's cool. That's totally, that's totally cool. I, I, didn't know i didn't know you i did know that you guys wrote your own music which i i absolutely love that you do but i didn't know you did your own video and your own everything that's really cool
1: yeah i mean uh, uh, the music yes has always been internal and our, our singer aj is you know the pre- predominant songwriter and then we we make compositions together while we're while we're writing and in the studio and that stuff but um from for a lot of a lot of years and even even recently we've gotten back to it more but um self producing the videos and stylistically and all that stuff like that's that's all within the band and you know obviously now it's nice cuz we have more resources and we have great people that we know from over the years that you know we can bring in and help us achieve these things but yeah there's definitely not like someone else involved being like we want you to sound and look like this you know we We've been a band so long; it was never that was never. A lot of people were asking, "Oh, does the late? You know, do the labels like try to like get you to be do a certain thing or write a certain thing?" It's like n- no, because you know we weren't like some unknown baby pop band that somebody tried to put together to like fit into a slot. You know, like we were <laughs> we were very much us when we came to the into the fold with you know these higher powers. So,
0: right yeah. on.
1: It's nice to keep it keep control of your own. Vibe too. (laughs) I
0: think it would be really important to keep control of your own vibe because that's, I think the authenticity of it is just so important. And I think that's probably what your fans love too. Like, when, you know, from it has been a while, I'll admit, when I saw you perform when you came to Chicago a few years ago, like you definitely had your own vibe. You definitely, you know, it was very recognizable that you did. And I think that's why the fans come out because it's like, I feel like. And I respectfully say this, you know, but I feel like in a world of so many of the same with regard to music, it's just so nice to be like, oh, that's why, you know, I love music. Right. That's why I love art, you know, because to me, music in art is one of the things that transcends borders. Like you said, you might go to a show and they might not speak English, but they still came because you made them feel and evoke and an emotion. And that's what totally. you're after.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's the driving force. Like I said earlier, it's like, of course, it's nice to do the, you the thing you love and make money and have a secure job for now. But like, it's not really why we started doing it, you know. <laughs> it's just like a, just like a bonus at this point.
0: You mean you weren't twenty-one and you're like, I'm gonna be a rock star, so I can. <laughs>
1: yeah, I probably thought I was then, but I definitely wasn't. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, yeah. Let's. I want to ask you because I love the bicycle. I love to ride the bicycle, and I know you love to ride the bicycle. Do you want to
1: shift gears? <laughs> Can you insert, can you insert like a, but i there. Thank you. That was a good okay.
0: segue. Yeah. We can shift some yeah. gears. Okay. Speaking of. Sorry to interrupt. No, no, it, it's perfect because. <laughs> this <is> awesome. Gotcha. <laughs> That's what I get for talking to your mom behind your back.
1: Yeah. Never again.
0: <laughs> well, speaking of shifting gears, we can, uh, you are an ambassador of Saram. Right. And so you do.
1: I am. I'm a sram ambassador, <laughs> as, as we like to say, right? <laughs> in the SRAM
0: fam. SRAM You're in the SRAM <laughs> yeah. family. And um, yeah. you've got some uh, Zip Wheels, the SRAM, and you take your bicycle, uh, which I think is a Cannondale.
1: Yeah, I've had a, I've had a nice working relationship with, with those mm-hmm. guys for a few years. And, yeah, uh, the, the, the bicycle on tour thing, you know, when, when the band started touring, 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 like for mm-hmm. real... I was, that was when I was kind of in the middle of like training and racing as a local bike racer, just like, you know, it was just something I got into after college and was really competitive in that and really doing well and running races and loving that. And, you know, obviously you're not making any money because no one makes money in the bike industry, (laughs) especially a, especially a cat three local guy, (laughs) (laughs) but you know, I was doing well and I just really loved it. And I had a good community of people in Southern California, which is obviously like a competitive market and a year round market to, to be training and racing. So that was cool. And then the band got busy and I was like trying to come back from a month on the road and try to go racing. And I was like, this is not happening. And then, you know, and then obviously as the band became like more of a real thing, I was like, okay, I can't be like going out to like Johnny's parking lot crit on the weekend and like breaking my arm and like not being able to do my job. So, you know, that, but then I was so bummed because I was like, man, my bike, I missed my bike. And, I always said, like, the day we get a bus tour, the day we get a tour bus and get to go on the road with that, I'm going to take my bike. And I stayed true to my word. And I remember we flew to Atlanta to start it the first time we ever had a bus. And I I boxed my bike up and I fucking threw it in the bus. And I it was like, oh, my God, I was able to ride my bike on the road. And, you know, I was just like realized, man, this is going to be. I gotta keep doing this because this is a huge this is gonna be a game changer and and it has been so from there i, I didn't really know what it was more just like, oh I want to kind of keep my fitness up and but I found through the years of being as we toured more and we had bigger tours and bigger buses and more crew to help do things and and like you know mm-hmm. flupping your own drums and setting up and sound checking all your own stuff all day long blah 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 you're probably not gonna have time to do it in a ride but Fortunately, we were able to, you know, get crew and have help. So I would have chunks of time throughout the day where I, you know, whether it was like ride it for an hour or go for 30 minutes and go get a coffee or, or go do like a 50 mile gravel ride or whatever it was like my escape from the touring bubble and the bus and the venue, you know, it's, it is pretty, it can be pretty groundhog day ish. Mm -hmm. You know, you're, you wake up in a bus, you walk out, you're at this, you look like you're at the same, shitty back door of the same <laughs> shitty venue somewhere else and you're like oh yeah this is oh no we're in a completely different state today <laughs> like you know and like um but that in that sense too it made it really cool because when i have my bike or when i have my bike mm-hmm. on the road um every day you wake up and you've got a new palette to paint yeah. you know you've got a new place to ride you got a new thing to explore and it mentally once we started touring it's just like full time all the time, just it meant everything to me to have my bike. Um, And as a, as a photographer, I was like, you know, I'm like, this is so cool. I'm going to, I just started kind of capturing what I was doing, shooting photos of my rides and talking about them on social media and got, you know, Peloton magazine hit me up and they were interested. Hey, like, you know, next tour you have coming up, you should maybe do a story and you write about what you're doing on the road. And it turned into this great thing with them. And it kind of gave me a lot of exposure and, some people with some brands reached out and were interested in like being a part of it. And again, like it wasn't, didn't ever set out mm-hmm. to do that. I had no idea that that would ever come of this, but you know, um, got, got on board with uh, Cannondale and Scram and zip and scratch labs. And some of the people I knew from mm-hmm. photography stuff, but you know, once I had this thing, like my own thing going with this kind of this unique, unique situation, it made sense. And, you know, it wasn't, a, wasn't for any of them to like, promote products and hawk their latest thing i mean like i'm not most people don't care what i'm riding but like it was it was a cr- so nice to have nice equipment and be able to do these things and then it became a thing where i was like you know it's just fun riding alone but um i think i, I think i want to like try to build some community mm-hmm. out of this i want to see if i could get in touch with local people in these markets and and it kind of that's where the st motel cycling team thing came around and that's you know just me so um, really
0: quick is there really a st motel cycling team and where's the kit can i can i get in on this well
1: there's the now you're calling me out because i i I don't have a kit officially but i have had like two or three different friends like clothing brands like let's make the kits let's make the kits and so i think this year especially now that we're not on the road i think it's a good time and i have no excuse but (laughs) to do to get this together mm-hmm. and uh but there's stickers and uh some little swag things that i usually travel with so if um you know i'll usually put out on my own social media hey i'm gonna be in you know yeah you know columbus on friday and i'm gonna be at the bus at 10 a.m at this venue you know come ride it's never a it's never like a i've had you know i've had rides where i've had 10 mm-hmm. people show up or i've had rides where like one person shows up and sometimes no one shows up and that's that's kind of the cool thing it's like i never know and usually it's either me trying to figure out a route around yeah. the town and or out of town. And sometimes it's like these local shows, they're like, oh, we got to take you on this loop. It's the best loop. And, you know, I've done it with a road bike and done it with a gravel bike and both are great. But, you know, it's like um, it's it's been a cool thing. And obviously being we were off for a couple of mm-hmm. years and it was like I wasn't obviously going out and traveling and meeting these people on the road anymore. But then this year <laughs> <laughs> was going to be the year to restart it up and then. <laughs> So anyways, folks, we're on hold, but um, I am trying to figure out to maybe do some regional local stuff to just kind of like, see, this is a good, this is a good excuse, yeah. Jen, to get some kits together, get some swag and I, you know, whatever we do, whatever I do with this and anything, sell anything I'm going to, you know, kits or anything for sale, like I really, I'd like to turn it into something maybe where we can all this proceeds to school music mm. programs or school arts programs like the thing you know I'm a product of that mm-hmm. system you know public school arts programs yeah. are struggling i mean everyone's struggling but like it kind of connects to me like these are things that that you know we're not out to like build a we're not out here to build like a, a brand out of this like i i really like to just create a community on the road and and people seem really excited when i go out you know sometimes these people that show up are fans some people have no idea who i am they're just their buddy like it's like hey i'm gonna go ride with this guy and then it's a lot of times turned into like they'll come to the show that night and it's like this full circle thing you know they're like holy shit (laughs) like this is like a totally different person than the guy i was riding with in tights this morning you know (laughs) like you know they're sitting in front of like two thousand people like playing my heart out and then you know eight hours ago we were like sweating it out on a bike ride, just chatting it up, you know? So it's like, it's a cool, weird, unique, fun th- thing that I think, you know, as, as touring comes back, it'll be fun to bring that back into the fold. And, um, yeah, it's, it's been super, super that
0: cool. That is super, super cool. You know, because it's, yeah, you're creating community and you're creating community. Like you have brought the, the bicycle and music together. I think that's just super rad. And I love that you are right. There might be a person who's like, just showed up and you're like, hey, why don't you come hear me play? Then all of a sudden they're like, oh my gosh. (laughs) They're like, I just rode with like this amazing, talented drummer and like, (laughs) we were totally like just sweating all over the place, uh, riding the bike. Yeah.
1: My, My favorite's always when I ride into a, a lot of times I'll time it in the afternoon. So I'll like come back from a ride right right when sound check starts and i'll i'll ride into the <laughs> venue <laughs> like up a stage ramp and like ride my bike onto the stage and like park it at my and i'll still be in spandex i'll still be like fully kitted out and uh and i'll sit down and start getting my you know tuning up my kid or getting my ear in ears together and like they, they, there's always the local crew guys who are like who the who the hell is that why is he why isn't there a dude in tights playing the drums right now? <laughs> so that's always an interesting dynamic. Well,
0: next time that happens, you have to like hand your phone to someone and take the simple little video of that because I think that's super. That... Hey, I just figured it out. That could be how once you get your kit designed, that's how you can introduce yeah. your new kit.
1: There you go. Just shredding a solo in a, in a super tight spandex outfit. Yeah, right. Look at this lycra look at this guy in lycra playing drums right up the
0: stage you just put your bike down hand your bike off to one of your stage mates yeah right
1: take my bike bitch (laughs) i need a drum tech and a bike tech or maybe i need a bike a drum i have a drum tech maybe i just teach him how to like wrench you know (laughs) (laughs) if there's anyone listening that's a mechanic that also knows how to tune up drums and set them up but hit me up you,
0: you probably are gonna get someone <laughs> 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 your stage manager
1: <laughs> All me yeah
0: um <laughs> oh my gosh that's I didn't realize that that's super good well that that's funny that you bring that up because I had someone reach out on my Instagram they left me a message and they told me to ask you if I could be in the, uh, the St. Motel cycling thing. And I was like, I didn't know oh.
1: if, if, they, if, no, they if could I be? could
0: be. They're like, why don't you ask if you can oh. join the blah, blah,
1: Oh, yeah, Jen, you're in, officially. <laughs> don't I? Okay, well, so you don't have to do much. You really just have to like be cool, probably ride a bike, uh, and then I'll give you a sticker, and then, you have, then you're have, you part of the gang. And then we get a tattoo at the end of the ride. No, <laughs> just
0: I'll just do kidding. the tattoo for sure. The sticker will be on my laptop <laughs> And I'll there you definitely go. ride the bike. And I do like to okay. write. See, what if I send your lead singer some songs? And if he likes it, he just yeah. have it.
1: no I mean, that's not a really good idea for you in terms of like if he likes it and uses it and you just said yeah. have it, you know, well you gotta you gotta get your lawyer involved. Oh, you gotta like get percentages okay. here. Come on. So like yeah. But yeah, you can yeah, send him away.
0: <laughs> sending you all
1: <laughs> or maybe start your own band and just keep the songwriting you know that's where you make the money Uh, dude
0: i've got a lot on my plate right now i'll just send you could
1: put you could put start band become rock star you can put that at the bottom of the list maybe or like back burner that thing
0: i do like the idea of just writing (laughs) become a rock star at the bottom of all of my to-do lists daily that i do
1: there you go yeah and then at the end of the day you're like ah shit i didn't get to that today maybe tomorrow
0: (laughs) maybe tomorrow (laughs) um so you've got all this talent, and you've got all this. You're obviously very funny, and you're very uh, kind and soulful. Or you wouldn't be reaching out to community, um, which is a good thing. I'm, we're gonna probably contribute this back to your mom, right? Because as you know, she said,
1: "Yeah, we'll give her. We'll give her fifty percent." She's like the that.
0: momager, right? Not the manager.
1: Yeah, she wish she. She probably wishes she was. But she's not. <laughs> <laughs> she's just the
0: mom. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, I'm a huge fan also of your girlfriend, Taylor, and she's a photographer as well. Do you guys ever shoot together since you're a photographer, too? Uh,
1: <clears throat> excuse me. Um, she – that's funny. She's shooting – she's doing a product shoot in the other room right now. Um, generally – and she is a very, very she's talented photographer. Great. Way more talented than I am. Um, not. I mean, we have – I have helped her on a lot of her shoots, and she's definitely – helped me a few times with stuff I'm doing, but she's like a conceptual, true like artist and like, she dreams of something, writes it down in the morning and like, I know like a month later I'll see this like insane set she's building. And then like, she's like, I'm like, holy shit, that's that dream you had. You know, she's the kind of like from like concept to completion. She's like that kind of artist. She's a very, you know, she's great at shooting people, great at shooting studio and technical and all that and artistically like so i don't we don't generally like shoot together in terms of like the same job or anything like that but um which is nice we don't you know there's no uh there's no competition there i'm definitely more of a journalistic style like fly on the wall like when i was traveling with bike teams you know all over the world to shoot training camps or races or whatever it was or for brands or for teams like I was the guy that could, like, just fade into the background and, like, get the shots of the, the moments, you know, like, capture those moments. That was always my thing. So. And it's funny because we always tell each other, man, like, like, I know I can't do what she does. And she's like, I don't, yeah. i like, what you do, I, I can't do that either. So it's good. We don't have to compete. <laughs> we don't have to, you know, argue over anything, like, lighting levels because I don't even know how to do that stuff. So, <laughs> she, Yeah but she's very she's talented.
0: Very talented. I, I I love Taylor very much in her work. I'm a definite huge fan of hers. Uh, Did she, when you were away for two years, like traveling as much as you were, was she there traveling with you? I mean, I'm sure she had to be at home also, or how was that?
1: Yeah, no, not really. I mean, it's a lot of people ask that. Like, do you guys travel together? And it's, it's you know, touring... At any level, I mean, whether you're like, you know, Coldplay or you're bar band or you're us, like it's it's a grind and it's a very like demanding schedule. It's really doesn't like most people can't, especially if you it's not like if you're not working and part mm-hmm. of the thing, it's not, you wouldn't want to be part of it because it really, truly and a lot of people don't even that do it that are touring full-time don't like don't like the, a lot of artists don't like doing it because it is it's fucking difficult it's hard it's tiring it's you know it's not like oh it's so hard like oh my lot it's not like that it's just like it really truly is when you're out for six eight i mean we've been on tour i've been away for three months and not seen my house you know that's the longest i've wow. ever been away but you know touring the entire time and it's like you have to really keep your shit together you know and um so in, in terms of girlfriend and on the road stuff like the, the the fun stuff is when like you know we're playing Lollapalooza and we're there for three days or sometimes you play a festival and you're just in and out that day sometimes you have the weekend to hang like play one day and you got the other two days to, you know or or you're like we played madison square garden and with on a support supporting a, a panic at the disco a few years ago it's like she flies yeah. out for that obviously my mom came for that my best friend came out like well the big festival weekends coachella lala like it's so it's so fun to have your friends or your girlfriends or whatever, like out for those, those things and share those moments. Like, cause it's just, it's way more fun, you know, like in terms of like touring and the schedule, just like regular touring. It's just not conducive to normal people's lives. <laughs> <laughs> it really, it's really, it's pretty pretty crazy. We, sometimes you'll have shows, you know, in, in a couple yeah. cities close and I've had f- friends or family come out and like, you know, drive to the next city to see two nights of shows. And like, they're just like, and then they realize you did the show. You did the th- yeah. after show stuff, pre-show stuff, hang out with people. Then you get on the bus, get up, you get up at 8am. You're at a radio station at the next city doing an hour performance of mm-hmm. acoustic songs. Then you're back in and you're going to do another promo. Then you're going to sound check. Then you have, maybe you get dinner and then you go and you do the show. And then it's like, <laughs> when you bring people into the fold and they see like what yeah. that's like, you know, you see them tap out like <laughs> two days. They're like, okay, wow. I don't, I really don't know how
0: you do this.
1: <laughs> and I'm like, I don't either, but it's, it's, it works for me.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, so, I, I, hear you. I mean, obviously I'm not a rock star. I haven't toured in that capacity, but um, you know, my background in education, you know, has always been uh film and theater. And so that's what I've been doing since growing yeah. up. So, I think one of the reasons why I I loved doing um, production for certain things was because I just got it, right? You just, there's something about it in, when you go and you travel and you do those things or I, I was stage managing, you know, for maybe a, a race series and people are like, oh, I'll yeah. stop by and say hi. And I'll be like, I don't want to be rude. Yeah, be like, well, no, Please I don't would say that. Please don't. Because I'd be like, <laughs> I, yeah. I love you and the love is there, but it's just it, it's not going to happen, you know, just because yeah. one, you, you yeah. don't have time like, 2 you're exhausted. And then when they're like hanging around and they're trying to see you and you're just like, you're at
1: it. Yeah. It's like, do I need to come to your office and sit at your desk while you do your job? <laughs> I know it's fun and exciting for everyone outside of it, but this is this is a job, <laughs> I think... and I can't just like hang out.
0: <laughs> I think that's funny. That's a good example. Do I just? Can you imagine yeah. like the person who does have a nine to five? Like if I just sat at your desk yeah. all day, because hey.
1: yeah, yeah. I'll just stop by and hang out the whole day. <laughs> I'll just sit right behind you. It's fine, right? You're like, yeah. <laughs> Hey, what are you
0: doing now? What are you doing now? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, no, it, it, yeah. it's a it's a hard one. That's for sure. It's fun, though. I, I do enjoy yeah. that world. Um, yeah. Um, so is there, before we wrap this up, is there any advice that you have thinking back on a 21-year-old you who went on Craigslist, who's like, this is what I want to do. You moved to Southern California any advice for um, any young starting musician out there
1: um, i usually joke and say don't do it but i don't i don't i don't, I don't mean that <laughs> <laughs> um, i you know it's i guess the only advice i would say from my personal experience is that you know no matter how hard you try or how hard you how much you put into it or all these things like, and you might do everything right. And you might put every ounce of what you have into it. But like, you need to know that like, if you have a timeline for something or you think it's gonna be at a certain point, you should be at this level or whatever. Like, there's a pretty good chance it's not. And, but that doesn't mean that it's not gonna happen or that you're not gonna be able to be successful in some capacity. But like, you know, we gave up on that timeline it took us a while to realize like we are not really in control of the, like the bigger picture stuff, like the outside mm-hmm. stuff. Who's, you know, will we ever get on the radio? Will we ever get to tour? Will we ever get a big opening slot on a, on a huge tour? But you know, you have to keep, keep the, keep the foot down and like keep the freaking, you know, foot on the gas because at any point you could be given those opportunities. And the only reason we had those opportunities come up, in our life is because we kept doing our thing. We controlled the controllables. We only did what we thought was good for us. And we, you know, made as good a decision as we thought, you know, as we could with knowing what we knew. And we definitely like when the time came for us to like these opportunities. And again, it's a lot of chance and it's luck. And it's sometimes it's connections. Sometimes it's just the chance of somebody with some influence hearing it and believing it, you know, Mm -hmm. it's like, But having that, like, and no matter what, at least you're prepared. Like, at least if it doesn't work out in the end, you never – you're not giving up. At least if it does work out in the end, then, like, when that opportunity showed up, you Mm -hmm. were ready, you know. And that's exactly what happened to us. We had so many major potential big things happen that fell through that I, you know, I still don't know how we got through those things mentally. But I think think the only thing that got us through that time was – those times w- was just being persistent and continuing to do what we loved. And like, you know, it was almost like we didn't change once we got these opportunities. We just, we were given a bigger opportunity, a bigger stage. And, mm. but we were always just stoked on what we were doing. You know, we, we like I said, we can walk away right now and I, I have no regrets about or nothing like, you know, I wish we would have done this different. Like, of course you always wish you could just be different, but you can't <laughs> <laughs> just keeping yourself motivated by doing what you love. And, you know, and also I think another thing we've seen over the years, there's like a handful of artists that we're still friends with, you know, that we came up with that kind of got, they definitely hit way bit, way mm-hmm. sooner than us. And we were like, what the hell, you know, like, but it, it wasn't our time. And then our time came and now we're on the par with all these artists that we grew up with and loved. And like, we're like, I don't know how they got there, you know? And like, I don't think they do either, but it's just, you know, just staying true to what you're doing. Yeah. Uh, You know, it's a really long winded answer. Yeah. Sorry, but. Uh...
0: Right on. No, just, just <laughs> stick with it and stay true. Stick with it and stay true. That's yeah. all you can do. You yeah. know, it's important yeah. to, like we said earlier, when we first started speaking, I think there's something so genuine and simple about, about the idea of what if I just really led my life with doing something that I was really passionate about and that was impactful and purposeful that I can offer people. And I think magic really happens with that scenario. So kudos to you and your band. I mean, oh yeah, and I really appreciate and value your time. I absolutely adore you. Love your band. Um, keep up the great work. I'll be sure to, uh, yeah, I'll send you that music sheet soon. And <laughs> yeah, <laughs> me, like, you're laughing, thinking I'm kidding.
1: I'm just gonna steal. I'm just gonna steal it and put my name <laughs> on it. Don't sign it. Whatever you do, just send me the blank page. <laughs> it's written by Greg Irwin.
0: <laughs> that sounds good. Oh my gosh. All right. Thank All right, you Jim. so much. Thank you
1: so much. It's a pleasure to talk. And y'all hit me up if you know how to. Tune up a bike and a drum. (laughs) All right. (laughs) You're hired. All right. Talk soon, dear. Bye. All
0: right, Jen. Thanks.